The Chargers are finally getting some reinforcements on the health front. We got some great news from Brandon Staley about some guys returning for the Chargers, which could make you know a huge difference down the stretch of the season. What's up, guys? This is Daniel Wade here, host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, here with my co-host, David Drogmeyer, with some good news on the Chargers injury front. We got to hear from Brandon Staley on Monday. Let's go ahead and get into it. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys, and welcome into the show. A special thank you to those who are checking out the show for the first time, and thank you for making Locked On Chargers your first listen of the day. Thank you to everyone who has helped us get this YouTube thing started and helped our launch. I mean, subscribing to the show, viewing our first ever YouTube video for the Locked On Chargers podcast. Very, very exciting. I know we had a lot of fun yesterday with Chris Hayre, and we're going to have a lot of fun today. But make sure if you guys are watching on YouTube to go down and subscribe so you never miss a show. And if you guys are listening to this on a podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. So, David, we got to hear from Brandon Staley, which is always a treat. I mean, we're missing him on these monday press conferences they haven't all been out to the public so they did put this one out and it was some great news because we knew with the bye week the Chargers were going to have a chance to get some guys back a couple of guys on injured reserve right a couple of guys that were just banged up and just needed some time and we got that news from brandon staley specifically about a few guys he talked about justin jones drew tranquil and nazir adderley as really tracking to play so far this week. I mean, that is great news because Justin Jones has been on injured reserve for the last three games. He had he exited the first game of the season against the Washington football team before he really even had a chance to show, you know, how much he improved during the offseason. He ended up getting hurt. So that was great. I mean, from calf strains to, you know, five games later, he should be back on the field for the Chargers. But I think the biggest guy here for me, David, that I'm most excited to see back on the field is Drew Tranquil because we know that the Chargers have been banged up with their linebacking core. Another thing that Brandon Staley said is that Kenneth Murray Jr. is a little behind those guys. So it doesn't seem like he's going to play this week. And we'll get into that in the next segment. But on today's show, we're going to be getting into first Justin Jones and Drew Tranquil. Then we'll get into Nazir Adderley and Kenneth Murray in the second segment, as well as Mike Williams getting back to full health. Because we know Mike Williams, you can't question his toughness, right? He's toughed out a lot of games. But he hasn't always performed in those games, right? I mean, you definitely got a lesser version of him. He said he's feeling good now. And then to wrap up the show, we'll get into Brandon Staley's press conference and some other notes about how he feels about going up against Bill Belichick, his thoughts on the poor run defense so far, and he's keeping his options open at the kicker position. So that's something important too. But let's start here with Drew Tranquil because he was such a gift, right? Coming onto the field for the Chargers after Kenneth Murray's injury. Even before that, I mean, he got to come into the game a little bit, and you could just tell right when he got in, he made a significant impact, and the Chargers have been a terrible run defense, and we'll get more into that as the show goes along. Justin Jones is going to be big in that department, hopefully for the Chargers as well, but Drew Tranquil has probably been their most productive linebacker this season. I mean, Kazir White has surprised for sure, but Kenneth, I mean, Drew Tranquil has just been like, whether it's a screen pass getting blown up, whether it's shooting in on a blitz, whether it's you know keeping Patrick Mahomes to only a two-yard scramble, when he got out of the pocket in the Kansas City Chiefs game. He's just been an impact player, and I think that for the Chargers, getting these guys back is huge, but none of them are maybe 
a bigger deal than Drew Tranquil. Drew Tranquil to me is like a really intelligent Tasmanian devil. He <laughs> plays with his hair on fire. Like he is really going a million miles a minute, but that really helps the defense because he knows what he's doing. He's always in the right place. Anything that you ask him to do, he can do it at a high level. I mean, we've seen him get sent on blitzes numerous times, which has gotten pressure on the quarterback and also opened up opportunities for Joey Bosa to get after the quarterback, which has been great because we've been looking for any kind of compliment to Joey Bosa in the pass rush. And it seems like Drew Tranquil has been really one of the only consistent people to really help out in that aspect. We know well, without Drew Tranquil last week too. I mean, when he got double teamed, there's videos going around like 12 times teamed. on 27 pass rushes. And a lot of those, he was triple teamed on as well, like five times. I mean, yeah, that, that was a big difference when they had him, you know, lining up, forcing them to make a decision and forcing them to kind of give Joey Bosa one-on-one on the outside. Plus he's just such an instinctual player. He's in great shape. We thought he was going to be a starter anyways, David, going into the season. Yeah, which is why I was really surprised that it kind of took so long for him to get back on the football football field because we thought he had already earned those opportunities. I think now, going forward, there's going to be very little uh, of us not seeing Drew Tranquil on the football field because he's earned those opportunities, performing on special teams like he did in his rookie year, and also making plays on defense in his opportunities. He's made the most of them, and it's going to be great to have him back on this Chargers defense, it definitely will make an impact against the run. Yeah, and all these guys will to some extent, right? But Drew Tranquil specifically, yeah, I mean, he was shooting out of a cannon, one of the best special teams players early on in the season when he was getting more run there when he wasn't a starting linebacker. But credit to Kazir Ryan as well because he went out and took that spot away, and I just don't think that the Chargers were willing to take their first-round pick and Kenneth Murray off the field to do a Drew Tranquil, Kazir White linebacker combo. But as far as production goes, those have been the two best guys out there. The wild card here is Justin Jones because, once again, Justin Jones came into the season with a lot of hype from people we really trust, right? I mean, Brandon Staley was raving about him. Daniel Popper, who's one of our favorite guests, was raving about him, just said he looked like a totally different dude. And we didn't get a chance to see it at all because he played like half of a game so far this season in week one against the Washington football team. Then it was cramps. And now here we are after an injured reserve stint. It's great to see him back on the field, though, because especially after how things went down, you weren't sure what was going to happen with it because it wasn't really transparent to begin with, but now we know he's back at practice. Brandon Staley says he's trending towards playing this weekend. And I think David, like, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that he's going to be a world dominating, you know, run stuffing guy as soon as he gets back. But at the same time, like it can't hurt the chargers to get him back. I mean, we know he was a starter for a reason. Right. And I think that it is going to help. It's just impossible at this point, especially coming back from injury, especially with how little we've seen from him so far this season, to know exactly how much is going to help, you know, the league's worst run defense. Yeah, I mean, Justin Jones is not a savant, right? He, he's not a phenom, but he is a very solid football player, and he has done much better against the run than against the pass. We've seen very little pass rush out of Justin Jones so far. Although, before the season started, one of the things that he said was that He's really excited to show what he can do as a pass rusher because he's going to get more one-on-one opportunities. So we're going to have to see him win those one-on-one opportunities against the run and as a pass rusher as well. I mean, yes, we don't know how much he's going to, to, to help. We can't quantify that. But we do know that this is another body who knows the Chargers defense, who is familiar, who's had some success. He's going to help a little bit. How much, we don't know. Hopefully, the Chargers took this time during the bye week to get him ready to go and unleash him on Sunday. 
Yeah, and I mean, John Kegley, I'm sure, is somewhere, right? He can't be here today, but I'm sure he's, you know, still watching Justin Jones with a magnifying glass to wait for him to not pan out. And I mean, it's hard to say that he really has. He's a third-round defensive tackle, so expectations there. It's kind of hard to know what that should look like, what's a successful third-round defensive tackle. But at the same time, there has been less pass rush, and it's hard to blame him because they haven't gotten it from any of the dudes they have on the interior so far this season. But Justin Jones, I do think it will help. Will Drew Tranquil and Justin Jones fix the problem? We talked about that yesterday a little bit. It's not going to fix it. It can't possibly hurt it, I wouldn't think. And the Chargers, I think you're going to have their work cut out for them going up against the Patriots. But that wasn't the only news that we got as far as reinforcements because we also found out Nazir Adderley is probably coming back this week. That's great news. Mike Williams is feeling 100%. That's maybe even better news because the last game, I mean, obviously, he just didn't look like himself in that one and really had his only poor game of the season so far. But Kenneth Murray isn't going to be playing, it seems like, right now this week. We don't know when he's going to get back. How much should the Chargers be worried about that? We're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first thing you tell Charger fans about an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about, and I'm talking about GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play Store right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus $0.25 per gallon cash back on your first fill up that's up to 50 cents cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore guys get cash back at get upside some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account you can cash out anytime to your bank account paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands all you guys have to do to save money at the gas pump is download the free get upside app and save up to 50 cents per gallon on your first fill up with that promo code touchdown All right, David, so we talked about Drew Tranquil and Justin Jones, and the reason we started with them is because it is significant to get guys like that back, right? Guys that were definite starters for you, right, when they went out. All of these guys, I mean, Justin Jones, starter. Drew Tranquil, when he left, was a starter. Kenneth Murray, when he left, was a starter. So was Nazir Adderley. And we talked with Chris Hayre yesterday, and he told us that Nazir Adderley was one of the pleasant surprises for him so far this season. And there's been some bad moments, the Cleveland game, I would say specifically, I mean, pro football focus credited him with five missed tackles in that game going up against, you know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. It was a tough game for everyone, but we've seen more of that physical aspect this year, though, with Nazir Adderley. Like, I can think of plays where he's up near the line of scrimmage making tackles from that free safety position, really physical tackles, and it hasn't been perfect, right? You haven't seen him making a lot of big plays on the back end. But at the same time, you also haven't seen a lot of plays made against him on the back end either. And I think that's one of the hard things about his position specifically is like, if he does his job right, the quarterback probably isn't throwing that ball. And the Chargers have been pretty good at not allowing the explosive plays so far this year. And a lot of the explosive plays they have allowed have been on the ground too. I do think this is a big addition. I mean, it's not as if Nazir Adderley played last week, right, against the Baltimore Ravens that the Chargers would have won. But I do think they were absolutely missing him last week. And I do think that played at least some factor in the you know Chargers losing 34 to 6. Yeah, definitely because I, I think he's around the football a lot and I think he's getting around the football a lot more this year and I think Derwin James has a lot to do with it. We've been screaming and pounding the table to see these two dudes play next to each other because we really feel like they complement each other's skill set a lot and now that we've been able to see it this year, we've seen that steady progression for Nazir Adel, you get better and better game after game. So the more those guys get to play together, I think the better it is for Nas. Derwin James, obviously, we know is an absolute superstar. 
And he's that type of guy that brings up the level of play for everyone around him. And I think that's especially true with Nazir Adderley. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, he had had a really good season up until that Cleveland Browns game, which is the last game that he played at this point. And in that game, I mean, I said he missed five tackles. He still has 38 total tackles on the season already, which is pretty damn good, especially since not a lot of receptions are being made against him, right? So a lot of that is in run support and maybe potentially cleaning up other people's mistakes. One of the things I thought was a pretty crazy stat that I saw on PFF, though, was he gave up 71 receiving yards in that game against the Cleveland Browns, which is not good, right? But going into that game, he had only allowed 38 receiving yards in the rest of the games in the season. So, like, that's really, really good. And that is something that, you know, you're not really seeing. It does. It's hard for that to kind of show up and for you to see, oh, that was really good because he didn't allow a reception, right? But I do think there is a lot of that going on on the back end. And I do think it's pretty important for the Chargers going down this back stretch to have both those guys have that dynamic tandem when they're both right on the back end and not getting stiff armed by Nick Chubb, right? All on the way to the end zone. Cause that was, I mean, you can't even like, he stiffed on like six people, including Derwin James. Yeah. They're not going to see any more Nick Chubbs the rest of the rest of the season. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to play the Titans either, which is great because I'm sure that's like all Charger fans waking up. Yeah. That, as far as the that guy you don't want to see before Christmas type of situation right there. Yeah, and then the good dreams are just watching Derrick Henry do that to the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> so that, that's on the flip side of it. But another guy I want to talk about here, David, that talked to the media and said he was good, and that is Mike Williams, who said he doesn't even really feel the pain that was bothering him going into the last game. He went into the Ravens game questionable. Uh, we all kind of felt like he was going to play, especially since he had finished the game the week before. But that's one of the things that obviously you have to hope for with Mike Williams is just the consistent health. And this has been... I mean, his healthiest season of his career, just as far as like, yeah, I mean, he hasn't missed a ton of games, but there's been a lot of games where he's questionable going into the game, right? And, and you're it's not been sure. noticeably banged up. Yeah, and those are the games he usually doesn't perform. And I talked about, yeah, he has two games this year in which he only had two receptions. One of those games, he missed a 82-yard touchdown on an overthrow by Justin Herbert. The last game against the Baltimore Ravens, he just didn't look as good, and neither did any of the offense. So it's kind of hard to hold that against him. Besides that, he's been exceeding everyone's expectations, and trying to grab the biggest bag possible with his production through six games so far this season. So Mike Williams being fully healthy, I think is still a big deal, David, because we just know when he's healthy, he is a different type of player, especially this year. If you feel like he's fully healthy and you have a chance to go up against what we know is going to be a new England defense that might give him some one-on-one matchups. It's going to be very important. Yeah. And the chargers are leveraging those one-on-one matchups with Mike Williams a lot this year. They're trying to get him the ball in space, trying to let him use his athleticism to run away from guys, to break break tackles from guys, which he has shown a propensity to do at a high level this year. And he has been able to do that throughout his career. He just hasn't got a lot of those chances. I mean, it was just a lot of the jump balls. But this year, you're seeing a lot more of those short, intermediate, and those long-range passes. He's just getting targeted all over the football field. And we've also seen some videos that show that Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are complimenting each other. They're helping each other get open. Keenan Allen is running his option routes to really help Mike Williams get to pockets on the field where he can take advantage of those zone coverages. And it's really paid dividends for this Chargers offense. So a healthy Mike Williams means that you can open up the entire toolbox. You don't have to shut any of his skills or his abilities down, and you can really just unleash him and let him go out there and do his thing. 
Well, and we know that, you know, Bill Belichick is known for, like, I'm going to take away one thing. Like, I'm going to take away your best player or something along those lines is, you know, what he's always trying to do. Usually that's Keenan Allen, right? I mean, maybe this game is just like, hey, I'm going to just totally sell out to stop the run just because, like, last week the Chargers got so one-dimensional when the running game wasn't going. But it's a lot harder to, you know, put extra attention towards Mike Williams when Keenan Allen is also there. And to go with what you were talking about, them helping each other out, a lot of the reasons that Mike Williams has these one-on-one situations is because Keenan Allen is getting extra attention, right? So even though he's still been there to make giant plays and clutch plays on third and fourth down, Keenan Allen has, Mike Williams has been the main benefactor of Keenan Allen, you know, having a down year, I say, with air quotes that you can't see if you're only listening on the podcast. But Keenan Allen is great. I mean, he's going to be fine. This is he's your only to check work. us out on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe. But I think that with Keenan Allen, you're going to see his production start to see an uptick because teams can't just keep giving Mike Williams those one-on-ones if he keeps exploiting him the way he has already this season. But let's get into the last guy here, which is not going to probably play or who is not going to probably play, Kenneth Murray. And he's a first-round pick, right? 2020 first-round pick after Justin Herbert that traded back into the first round to get him. That puts a certain amount of pressure on you. And I think it was a big, you know, Anthony Lynn guy too because he walked in and he filled the room with his leadership and things like that and I'm not saying that to to slight Kenneth Murray I'm really not just more like that thought process of doing something like that and making that drastic of a move just because somebody you know you like the way they walk into a room that being said we wanted to see Kenneth Murray getting more downhill this year and we've talked about that before and just as far as production goes he only has two stops this year which is basically making a tackle that is considered a failure for the offense, right? And he has a little over 140 snaps, two stops during those times. And that's been one of the things is he just seems to be making tackles too far down the field, which is not getting downhill, right? That's going uphill. You're going the, the wrong direction there when you're making, you know, a tackle for an eight-yard gain on a run fit. He hasn't been a bad tackler. Just getting to those spots, he just doesn't seem to get there. Drew Tranquil in about 10 more snaps this season than Kenneth Murray has seven stops. Five more stops and 10 more snaps. That's a pretty stark difference. So even though Kenneth Murray, I mean, I I do think the Chargers need to get him back. And I think there's still ways that they can use him. I'm still very high on his upside. Linebacker is a hard position to play coming into the NFL. And I've talked about it a million times. I'm still high on him. Right now, Drew Tranquil is the bigger deal to me. And I think that's just because of the production so far this year. I think that's just why we're not making a bigger deal about Kenneth Murray. Seeming like he's not going to play this week. No, but what I want to see is the Chargers use this time to kind of go back to the lab with Kenneth Murray. I want to see them use Kenneth Murray as more of a pass rusher Mm -hmm. than they have ever before in the past. I think they're really missing out on that part of his game. We've seen him do that at a high level at, uh, at OU, and we've only seen him rush the passer a couple of times. And it seems like when they do rush him, he gets close to getting home. So they need to really tap into that skill set and really feature that with him going forward. I think that would be a better way to get the most out of Kenneth Murray and also affect an area of your defense that has not been doing very well outside of Joey Bosa, which is getting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, he still hasn't been great in coverage. I mean, if you look at the just numbers and statistics, neither has Drew Tranquil either, but PFF credits him with allowing 138.5 passer rating when he's targeted. So that's a a part of his game that wasn't good last year. We haven't really seen it improve much this year. That's just to kind of back that up there. But this is the other thing though, David, 
even though it was a 45 to zero drubbing, Kenneth Murray easily had his best game of the season last yeah, year no question against the Patriots. So it's like, that is the part that you could be missing this week. It sucks. You just want him to be good, right? You want him to play up to those first round expectations. I do think they are still trying to figure out how to use him because the whole plan, the downhill thing, it just hasn't really come to fruition so far, but we did get some really great insight from Brandon Staley outside of just him talking about injuries. He did touch on the, Tristan Viscaino kicker situation and said they're keeping their options open, but he believes in his heart that Tristan Viscaino is still a really good, <laughs> really good kicker. But we're going to get into that and also him talking about why he thinks the run defense has been struggling and what it means to go up against a coach like Bill Belichick coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast. And of course, I'm talking about betonline.ag, who are back in better than ever with a new web interface. For the start of the basketball season that's going on now, guys, with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football, pro and college action this season. And make sure you guys head to the website, go to the updated desktop or the mobile website right now to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, to receive that 50% welcome bonus and get some free money to play with. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and even UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers that they have available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. I was going to tell you guys, if there's any ever any kind of auto part that you ever need, there's only one place to go, and that's rockauto.com. And what sets rockauto.com apart for me, which I've already used it a few times, I've gotten a new alternator there. I've gotten a couple of different things already from Rock Auto, but it's just so simple, right? You don't have to walk up to a guy at the counter and say, is that an Odyssey XE or an SE? I don't know those questions, right? I don't know a ton about cars, but every time I've needed something with Rock Auto, it's been so easy for me to just type the type of car I have in and I find the part that I need. So whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, I have found it at rockauto.com. But best of all, I'm getting a great price on it. So why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can get a great price from a family business at rockauto.com. So make sure you guys go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts they have available for your car truck and write lockdown in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, David. Well, one of the things that we've loved just in general this season are the Brandon Staley press conferences, right? I mean, it just seems like you're always... Yeah, I mean... Win or lose, you get something out of it. And we've seen the national media kind of get tickled by that as well, right? Just by him talking about, you don't need to run the ball to be an effective play action team, but you need it because the physicality and making him play box and all those things and his thoughts on the taunting penalties. And it's so hard to gauge emotions and, you know, try to legislate punishments from it. Like he's always coming through with something during these press conferences. So it's always worth listening to see what you can take away from it. And I thought the biggest thing we heard was, him talking about Tristan Viscaino just because the special teams have been such a big problem for the Chargers this year. And it's not all him, right? Andre Roberts is going to help. KJ Hill has been part of the problem. Larry Roundtree returning kicks has been part of the problem. The coverage has been part of the problem. But it's still hard to deny five missed extra points and the part where the Chargers have just totally skipped kicking field goals altogether the last three games. And the game flow has a lot to do with that, right? They were way behind against Cleveland, going forward on fourth down like crazy way behind against Baltimore, going for it on fourth down like crazy. But Brandon Staley, like, that's the one thing with him, right? Like, you believe him on everything, and then you just hear stuff, you know, like him saying, I just believe in my heart 
that he's a really talented kicker, right? But he did say multiple times the Chargers are keeping their options open. So it's like, you know, the leash is short, David. Maybe as short as it can be at this point. Yeah, but they also said that we've identified some factors that can improve his game, but at the same time, we're going to keep all our options open. So, And we're not holding our breath. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm not going to hold my breath. But, hey, if they feel like they've identified some things that are going to make him better, then, hey, I want to see it. Right. I mean, that's at the end of the day, he's the kicker right now. And yeah, he hasn't technically lost the Chargers games, but he's came damn close to doing it. So and, and that, that Cleveland Browns game is about as close as you can go to, you know, losing your team a game and not yeah, doing one it. first down and that game's over. I mean, it just came to, down to some boneheaded play calling by Kevin Stefanski. But uh, thank you for that, by the way. Uh, but yeah, Tristan Fiskay, you know, he's he's got to make his kicks. He's got to make his extra points. He's got to do his job. And if he doesn't and it comes down to where he loses the Chargers a football game, I guarantee you he's going to get cut and is going to get cut like a bad. He's going to get dropped like a bad habit and they're going to go out and get another kicker. I mean, some of that I I feel in my heart that, you know, that's my kicker. That's some lip lip service to me. I I think that's the players coach and Brandon Staley. But, you know, you kind of have to expect that. But I I think it's refreshing to at least hear him acknowledge that, hey, we know this is an issue and we are looking at all options available in case Tristan Viscano does not make it. There's definitely probably a couple guys on speed dial and Brandon Staley and, you know, Tom Telesco's phone as far as guys they could potentially bring in to remedy the situation. But the other thing is too, is like, you know, who else knows like how bad it looks for you if the guy keeps missing kicks, Brandon Staley. Like, I mean, he knows it looks bad on him if they decide to keep trotting this guy out there and he keeps missing PATs. Like you said, the last game, it kind of gets washed away, right? Because they get blown out so bad, it didn't matter. Game before that, the Chargers come back with a miraculous win. It should have cost them already, and it hasn't. It's still tough because Young Way Koo got away, right? Josh Lambeau, even though now he's available again and looks kind of broken, he went on to be very good. I mean, Chase McLaughlin's been pretty good for the Browns since he left. Like, the Chargers, like I've said, are the good luck check of kickers, right? The next team they go to, like, if the Chargers cut Tristan Vizcaino, you know, he's going to go be Justin Tucker's protege and they're going to have 40 years of incredible kicking or something like that. But at the same time, you can't ignore the facts at this point. It's just been poor and the great kickoff leg is only going to get you so much as far as you still need the guy to kick the ball through the uprights. I mean, Ty Long is, a, you know, he's going to start going to like, I need a reliever to come into some of these games. Uh, Tristan Vizcaino keeps doing it. Like, will we see Ty Long kick in a game where him and Tristan Biscayne are both active and nobody's injured, right? That's a prop that I would love to throw a bet on this year. What do you think, bet online? Plus 5000 I'll give you $100 for that. All right, so let's get into what else he said because he also talked about the run defense, and we all know it's a problem, right? Brandon Staley's wife knows it's a problem, right? Like he said, uh, you know, even my wife knows it's zone coverage or man coverage if the guy's following the guy across the formation. Everyone knows the Chargers run defense has been bad. And as Brandon Staley put it, like they were running into some tough things on the health front, right? But also they just weren't doing enough on the front line, weren't getting to the right spots on the front line to make plays. And he also attacked the outside a little bit too, just saying that the guys on the outside aren't doing their crack replace, which means they're, just, they're not keeping contain on the outside. And yes, the interior defensive line has been bad. The linebackers at times have been bad. The guys on the outside have been bad as far as keeping contain and Teams love to try to make the Chargers corners make tackles, right? And betting all the time that they're not going to. They've been more physical. It's not the same Jr. brings some more physicality. 
Michael Davis, I think the effort is more there. He's trying to be more physical. We've seen him make some physical plays. But Brandon Staley is putting it more on himself, and I guess that's what we would expect him to do. Yeah, if Staley says, hey, I need to do a better job of coaching, he says, when I define it better, then they are going to understand it better and they're going to be able to go out there and execute, which, I mean, hey, that's Brandon Staley, you know, just trying to take some of that away from his defenders. But I think at the bottom line, Daniel, I don't know that the Chargers actually have the personnel out there to affect the type of change. There's only so much you can teach. There's only so much scheme can accomplish it's, it's not – if you don't have the personnel to run the scheme the way it's been designed, then you're going to get the results that are put in with the players that you have. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully they're going to make some adjustments or they did make some adjustments through this bye week. But, I mean, I have to I have to see them go out there and, and do it. And the, the corners, I mean, that's one of the you – know, when you're talking about the crack replace, that's pretty much who he's targeting. You know, the Asante Samuel Jr., Michael Davis, you know, Chris Harris Jr., He's saying, hey, these guys need to squeeze on the outside and force these these running backs back inside to where the defenders are flowing to them. They have to get more physical and, and they have to kind of take that avenue away. But they just haven't been doing that at a high enough level. So hopefully they get better interior play and they get better play on the outside with the corner so they don't give up that contain. Yeah, and Chris Harris Jr. has probably skated a little bit as far as poor run defense as well because he hasn't been good in that regard so far this season when he's been able to be out there, right? I mean, you need him to be a better tackler. He's looking like the 2020 Casey Hayward who, you know, if you wanted to be the 2021 Casey Hayward who can magically cover and, you know, tackle and do all those great things again, I'd be there for it. Brandon Faison's like going off of the wrist conversation for a different time. But yeah, I mean, the run defense, they said they made some corrections during the bye week. That is something. I mean, they can play it better even with the personnel that they have. They can still do better than what they have, right? I mean, yeah, they might not be. I mean, you better hope so. You don't have the horses, right, to necessarily be a top five, top ten run defense. Could you get it to being a top, you know, 15 to 18 run defense? You would think with scheming you could at least cover some of that ground from being the worst team in the NFL. So I think there is some promise there. But the bad news is you have a team that you're going against where Brandon Staley said himself, Bill Belichick knows how to play to the strengths of his team. And he did talk about the Patriots and – just basically what he was saying in a shorter version of it is just they don't beat themselves, right? They're going to play disciplined. You just don't see a Patriots team often where you're like, okay, that team has totally lost, lost its way. We don't have to worry about that team at all. Even with the Cam Newton team, right? Like they beat the Chargers 45-0 and Cam Newton had 69 passing yards. So like mm. he knows how to do it. You know he's going to attack it. And Brain Staley is going to have to come up with one of his best coaching performances this year coming up against Bill Belichick. But that is one of the matchups I'm very excited for. You know Bill is going to be trying to run the ball against Chargers unless it's just what he wants us to think, and he's going to try to beat him a different way, right? But Brandon Steele also knows that as well, and he's going to have to try to do whatever he can going up against the greatest coach of all time to try to not get totally outcoached like we saw Anthony Lynn do in 2020. Yeah, he definitely is going to have to have a great game plan, and the players are going to have to go out there and and play better. I I hope they do take some motivation from last year's game. I definitely have some motivation. The Chargers cannot go out there and perform like that against the evil empire and expect to have that type of success or to win a football game. You're just not going to. So, yes, and and you have to go out there and play clean football. I mean, against this team, like you said, they're not going to beat themselves. So the Chargers need to make sure that they go out there and beat that opponent. And they're going up against a rookie quarterback. And we know the track record the last few years with the Chargers going up against rookie quarterbacks. So hopefully they have better success in that department as well. 
Yeah, it's like the opposite of what Bill Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks, right? And, I mean, I think this is a big game for Justin Herbert, and we'll get into that more later on the week, right? we got the Locked On Patriots crossover coming up later on the week. We'll have our keys and predictions coming up as well. But a huge game, especially when you have that, even though Brandon Staley says, you know, I, I don't talk about that game at all because that wasn't me coaching the team. So many of these players were still on the Chargers roster and I'm sure have a sour taste in their mouth. And Brandon Staley, like, he got out coached last week for probably the first time this season. I mean, if you're asking me, I, even Mike McCarthy and Cowboys, I mean, maybe that one's close, but it, I, last week it was apparent. And I think it's going to come down to what run defense, like we talked about, special teams. I mean, they destroyed the Chargers in special teams last year. The Patriots did, and the Ravens did that to them last week. So the run defense and special teams are going to have to be not only better than they were last year when the Chargers got blown out, but they have to be better than they were last week when the Ravens took advantage of those same weaknesses. And in Brandon Staley's words, I mean, he must have heard me say it, they got exposed a little bit in the run defense, right? And he knows that. He knows things have to change. I trust him to at least put together a game plan that's going to give the Chargers a better chance to not just be the worst team in the NFL so far. And we've seen him one game. We have one game of good run defense against the dreaded Raiders. Outside of that, it's been all bad. The but Raiders? Think, you mean the Las Vegas Chargers? <laughs> yeah, something like that. But I'm excited for this matchup, and we'll have more about that later on in the week. But first, thank you guys again just for making us your first listen for your Chargers content. We appreciate it. And thanks to everyone who has been supporting us on the new Locked on Chargers YouTube page adventure. Make sure you guys go subscribe to that if you haven't already. See these ugly mugs, right? I know some people have been saying like, oh my God, it's so weird to match the face to the voice that I hear all the time, right? And I'm sure that is, I'm sorry that we're not more attractive when you get yeah, here, right? sorry about Let that. Let me just, I'm just going to apologize for that on the front end. So anyone who hasn't seen the YouTube page yet when they get here, don't get surprised. You know what you're getting yourself into, <laughs> but we couldn't do it without your guys' support. And it's been really humbling to see you guys kind of come and support this new thing that we're doing and to just see our podcast listener, everyone who's out there just listening on their commute and doing all those things that you guys keep supporting us and we're still going to bring you that same great show. I honestly think it's going to be better because we are getting back to our roots a little bit with what feels like a live show format. And as we keep doing this locked on YouTube thing, we will be getting some live shows in, right? And it'll give us ability to do some post game shows potentially and some other fun things that we want to get into. But as always, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the lockdown charges podcast there, whether that's Spotify, Apple music, Google podcast, wherever tune in app, you can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. As you see on here, you can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David on Twitter at DroTalkSD, as well as following the show's page at LockdownLAC. We also have a Locked On Chargers Instagram page and also a Locked On Chargers Facebook page. We want to get into some voicemails. We might even get into some tomorrow. I'm not sure what we're going to do tomorrow yet. Going to figure out how that works with the whole YouTube thing, but I know we can't do it, so we're definitely going to be trying to do that soon. If you guys want to get in on that action, go on to 323-524-7. 924. But thank you guys again for making us your first listen, checking us out on YouTube, and as always, listening to us wherever you get your podcast from. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go bolts.